Shooters Connection offers products for competition shooters by competition shooters. With over 80 years of combined competition shooting experience, Shooters Connection is staffed by master and grandmaster shooters who live the shooting sports every day. Every day. We offer same-day shipping. Shooters Connection also sponsors over 100 of your matches every single year. So when it comes to finding everything you need to compete as a beginner or a seasoned grandmaster, Shooters Connection is the only name you need to know. Online at ShootersConnectionStore.com Jeremy? No, you're so nice. Oh, what is you. up, podcast people? We've all we've been sitting here for about five minutes, Jeff whining, complaining about not wanting to do the intro. Uh, and Sasquatch just virtually refuses to do the intro. Um, and so that's what that's what we got going. Um, I think Jeff's just scared of getting made fun of because his his bringing the energy is no. I am not pretty low scared energy. of being made fun of. I really don't care about that. I just. I'm so awkward in the intro. That's that's well, all I care. Like it just feels awkward. It's like when you're watching The Office or something. You just like you feel the awkwardness of it. That's yeah. What I lean feel. into. It. I mean, like, I mean, what what do you think you're like Dwight Schrute awkward or do you think you're um, oh gosh, what's that guy's name? Um, the guy that's what? like the weirdest one. Because Dwight Toby. is like confident. He's like confident awkward. That's yeah, not you're me. not you're not Dwight. Uh, What's, what's the guy who's like, you don't know if he's a serial killer or not? Oh, uh, yeah. I can't remember his name either. Oh, what is <laughs> Probably his name? closer to that guy, though. Yeah. Creed. It's Creed, right? Isn't it Creed? Yeah, Creed. Yeah, yeah Creed. It. Yeah, Jeff's kind of like Creed. Mm-hmm. I can and see Sasquatch that. Is, is Sasquatch... Uh, mm, who is that? Would Sasquatch be... What's, his, what's the big guy in accounting? Oh, no. Sasquatch is the black guy. What's his name? <laughs> that's kind of what I was thinking too. Yeah, that's who. That's who. Like who Sasquatch relates to the yeah. most. I can't remember his name 100%. though. Yeah. Oh man, now I feel mm-hmm. bad because I know the okay. office better than I know Rocky, but I'm just like on the spot, like I'm just forgetting names. Kevin, Kevin's the the funniest guy on the office. Yeah, the chili guy. Yeah, Kevin. Kevin's great. He actually, that dude has a podcast of his own. Really? Like his own podcast. He's actually like a pretty good golfer. Like he does like a lot of pro-ams and stuff like that. Um, but he's got he's got his own podcast and he'll like have like people from the office on his podcast and just kind of like, like, hey, what's going on in life type deal. Uh, yeah. I've listened to probably, I don't know, 20 or 30 of them. They're pretty good. Pretty entertaining. There's It's so funny because if you watch The Office and like you like have watched it like multiple times, like, you know, those people by their office their office personas, right? Right, their characters, yeah. And then you see and then you hear them in real life and it's like, oh, you Kevin, you're actually intelligent. That's strange. I don't know. It's I like it. It's funny. <laughs> Whatever. All right, we have uh, we have listener questions for this week. Um, and then we have Sasquatch got new guns. For those of you that are on YouTube, like if you're looking at Sasquatch, like I think I think he's gonna ask a girl out on a date this week. Is what I think happened. Uh, like his beard's all trimmed up, like his hair is looking nice and neat. Uh, so I'm he thinking is. he found a what do you call a female Sasquatch? Sasquatch? What do you call a female Sasquatch? Are there female Sasquatch? Just to clarify, I got a haircut after work today because I have to record a video for marketing tomorrow. 
but mm. I mean, go with whatever you want. So you're going to be in some CZ promo stuff? Yeah, I am once in a while. They couldn't Look have good. got like Alexis or somebody for that? Well, we had our minority hires for the year. Oh. Yeah. That would have shown their greater diversity. It would have. It would have been. But I thought she was better. just a hand model. That's right. Is that what you're doing, hand modeling? No. It'll be a marketing video on the tax port series. Ooh, oh. fancy. Uh, Are you okay, actually wait, shooting before, the gun? Before we, uh, no. Uh, before we get rolling real quick, Shooter's Connection, you saw their ad. Hit the link in the bio if you're going to buy something from Shooter's Connection. Support the podcast. Support Shooter's Connection. If you want to join the Discord, Facebook page, Instagram page, all that will be in the description. So hit those. Thank you. Yeah, I needed uh, some magazines for some customers' guns this morning and ordered it and got like the shipping notification like within an hour uh, or something like that. So nice. they are on What's top of that stuff. No, I I like the uh, Chip McCormick Power Mags for <sighs> 45 not the Power Mag Plus for anybody out there. The Power Mag Plus are no good. The Power Mags are are where it's at. They're tougher than the Wilson Mags. The Wilson Mags, if he lips, will spread a lot sooner, a lot quicker than those uh, chip, the Power Mags will. Hmm. There you go. Okay, so pretty much the whole, at least first half of this episode, is going to be about Jared because he hasn't been here. And he has things he needs to talk about. And he missed the episode where we introduced ourselves and talked about who we were and made our claims to fame and all that. So he needs to officially tell the listeners who he is. Mm. So go. Well, uh, let's see. I'm Jared. Uh, I like to shoot guns. <laughs> Just fucking around. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's see. Uh, so I've been doing USPSA for like seven years. I started in 2015. Uh, work in the industry for CZ, shoot on their team. So shoot, have primarily shot Shadows the last uh, several years. Like them a lot. Joy Production, it's my favorite division. Uh, I don't know. I don't really know what you guys did. I didn't hear yours. What do you want me to say? I feel like our explanation of you was better. Mm. We can go with that one. 100% it was better. Jared is a GM. Um, oh yeah, I'm I'm a GM in uh, production, carry optics, and limited. Don't go look at his practice score stuff because there's probably lots of edits for his local matches. That's, that's how he got there. Um, <laughs> but hey, I, once you got once you're GM, you're a GM. That's all that matters. Uh, Jeff, are you a GM in product your current division? No. Nope. Okay. No. Actually, I made you know I made GM in carry optics at 2019 nationals. Nice. That's actually the easiest way, like, when they come out with new classifiers, mm-hmm. that's the that's easiest exactly way where it was. to make divisions, to make GM or or move up, because uh, the way they did it, the way they did it last year, that that time, um, that was a pretty easy way to get some, some bumps. Uh, okay, uh, Jared, if you wanted to. just, like, step outside of yourself for a minute. And if you were going to not be so humble and just talk about yourself, your accomplishments, 
why you're so fucking awesome at this sport, what would you say? Let's hear it. Like, talk about yourself. Why uh, do okay. people care what you say? Why should yeah, they why care do we what care? you say? Because sometimes I shoot okay. No, that's not good enough. We'll kick you off uh, for that explanation. All right. No, I, I, I shoot quite a bit. Uh, I've had a little bit of luck once in a while. So, you know, I've won a, won a few state matches, uh, won an area match, uh, placed top 16 a couple times in nationals. So, moderate level of success. Uh, Super squad. I've, Super squad member on uh, last year, right? Yeah, did not regain that position for this year. <laughs> well, I can relate to that. <laughs> but That's how no, it goes uh, sometimes. Yeah, done pretty well. Uh, kind of probably the thing. It's probably a little different for me than most uh, most guys. Is I'm I'm a large individual. Get large hands, so guns don't recoil at all. None of them. They all look tiny in my hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it can That's be a perk sometimes. Makes loading the gun a lot harder. But it could be a perk. Uh, Work at CZ, selling guns. So I basically do nothing but guns around my life, like 24-7. That's kind of nice. Kind of like Jeremy. Uh, so what do you yeah, do? Yeah, but you said you work there. Um, I don't I don't work. I try to avoid that. That's true. Right, Jeremy yeah. does not work very much. No. Uh, okay, so what do you do when you've got too much guns in your life and you want to clear your head of the firearms industry? What do you do? I don't know. Play video games. Drink. Play video games. I do, I do play a lot of Warzone. When I'm <laughs> if I'm not if I'm not doing something shooting related, I'm probably playing Warzone. Okay, you want to throw out your your handle or something so people can can game with you. The same handle I use on everything. It's my last name, J six six. I don't hide who I am on anything. Okay. Okay. Why six six? I don't know. I needed an email address when I was in like high school, and that See, was that when you I to go with the devil numbers. Damn sure. Well, I was I was going for six six six, uh, six was already taken. Yeah, six nine was taken. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now talk about your guns, right? You're switching ah, guns. Okay. Are we going to get so, into that? Uh, yeah, I've, I've primarily shot shadows. So people that are pretty familiar with the uh, CZ product line, you know, probably remember the original Shadow. Then the Shadow 2 came out in like 2017. So that's what I've basically shot since uh, 2019 on. Uh, first regular Shadow 2s and then uh, Shadow 2 Oranges. And a couple of years ago, CZ Custom came out with their uh, AO1. Uh, Those are cool. And then, yeah, CZ carries the uh, long dust cover version. So I actually got a couple of their short dust cover ones to uh, test out a little bit with the uh, optic ready system on them. Uh, I don't, not a huge fan of the long dust cover one because it's really front heavy. And I think the shadow two is a little bit front heavy anyways. So just like it's the shadow two is very tolerable, but I think the LD is heavier than I would want it to be. I was playing with the short dust cover ones at NRA show this year, and I was like, yeah, I need a couple of these in my life. So I got a couple of them. Uh, been shooting them a little bit the last uh, couple of weeks. And I'm, I'm pretty pretty impressed with them. So they're, the Magwell is huge on those guns. So they're way easier to load than the Shadow 2. That's awesome. That's worth it there. Have you I have, screwed up your so hand I, less? 
Yes, I have not pinched my hand with those at all. So, I don't shoot four aces very often, and I hadn't. I I I do it probably a few times a year. So, 2018 was the last time I shot a sub two second four aces with a limited gun. So you know, massive magwell and everything. Yeah. And then uh, Saturday, I just messed around with these guns. I, I busted like a 192 four aces. So they're uh, they're a lot easier to load. Like sub second loads are way easier on these guns. Nice. I have never shot a sub two second. Yeah, they've got a they've got a few other features on them that are interesting design choices. So I think either in our advertisement or theirs, they describe it as a uh, it's the Shadow series as Angus would have had them evolve. So some of the different feature choices that you see from the other guns are it's uh, it's actually built around the P10 series mag, so the mags are bigger, but you can use different grips to run 75 mags. That's what I'm doing. Uh, uses a standard uh, Novik cut front sight, so it's a side dovetailed sight instead of the front dovetail one. Oh, why'd they do that? I'm curious. Probably for more availability, and honestly, the uh, like on a regular shadow, the sight coming in from the front or a regular seventy-five, and then it's pinned from the side because of the bushing. These mm-hmm. guns are bull-barreled, so there's no bushing on them, so you can't do that. Okay. And on the like the oranges use a nineteen eleven style bushing, so the sight slides in, it has a set screw, and then the bushing also holds it in. Yeah. Uh, but you see it sometimes on the Tanfo stuff, like they're just set screwed, and people yeah. will lose front sights once in a while because there's nothing holding it beyond the set screw. Yeah. Um. So also what I do like too is it's actually a pinned front sight. So there's no, I mean, you, if you shot 1911s or 2011s long enough, you've had a sight get a little bit loose and side side to side at least once. If it's not pinned, yeah. Yeah. So it's a thing that won't happen with these. So it's nice. Uh, other other things that are kind of different, uh, use some different design features from various like CZ guns. So people that are real familiar with the CZ platform will know like a decocker gun, the sear cage is pinned through the frame, not held in by the safety, but, but on like a shadow, it's held in by the safety. So the sear cage can move a little bit. Uh, normally not an issue, but can make the trigger feel a little different. So these are, while still being a DASA gun with no firing pin block, the sear is actually, the sear cage is actually pinned through the frame like a decocker gun. So safety isn't what holds it in. Uh, I think uh, all the little set screw that like, or the not set screw, but the screw that holds up like the trigger bar lifter spring and the mag spring and everything, or the mag release spring, instead of being a screw, it's a spring loaded plunger that has a washer over top of it. I think the old Rammies use that also. So just some different features that are interesting. And then uh, the triggers end up pretty good in them. Angus is not a believer in like set screws, so there's no set screws on the old '85 style trigger on them. I guess shooting hmm. nice. I'm, I've been, uh, been pretty impressed with them so far. Um, what do they sell for? Uh, they're optic ready ones. I think or they're on CZ Customs website for like twenty six, maybe. I think. Okay. And so, I mean, they're, like, they're, they're not a cheap gun. Relative. Relative. Uh, and what do, like, availability? Like, can people just go get them now, or is it, like, a six-month wait? Or uh, I'm, I'm not sure. So, I brought these in through work to test out with, so I don't yeah. know what the normal availability is. I just talked to Stuart at uh, SHOT Show and kind of set it up and got a couple, so. 
little bit of insider so trading know, going on there. Do you know anybody else shooting him in competition? I don't know anybody personally that's shooting on a serious level. Like I've seen a couple of local guys using the LDs and like CZ, we've carried the LDs for a while. Um, I've shot them a few times, but just, I didn't like the weight. So I never seriously considered it for a competition gun. Mm. Yeah, but I don't, off the top of my head, I don't know anybody like locally or like that. I know personally they're shooting them. Um, there's a couple of kids that shoot for CZ Custom from out in that neck of the woods that shoot them. So they're certainly yeah. out there. I just don't I don't know those guys personally. Uh, that one dude from the Phoenix area, I think he won Steel Challenge Carry Optics with it last year or the year before. Huh. Um, I just I don't I can't think of his name. He's a uh, think he's actually from Japan, in the Phoenix area. Muneki. Yeah, there we go. I knew it started with okay. him. I just couldn't think of what it was. Yeah, I mean, I think he won. I th- yeah, I think he won Steel Challenge with it last year or the year before or something. Hmm. And Carry Optics. Good. Uh, Carry Optics is kind of an interesting one. Like, like a few years ago, BJ won the match overall shooting his Carry Optics gun. Um, yeah. Like he beat even all like the guys shooting with their open guns. Um, and so Carry Optics is one that's kind of. Sometimes you have, like, if you have, like, the BJ, Max, KC that shoot them, which Max hasn't shot, actually, in a couple of years, last couple of years. If they shoot CO, then that kind of changes it. But if not, then because I, I think, did Nils win CO this year? I think Nils won CO this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I mean, mm-hmm. carry optics is not his, that's not his primary thing. Yeah. Um, not that he's not really good at it, but that's not his specialty. Mm-hmm. Basically, long story short, though, I just uh, wanted to try out some new guns. They seemed fun, so grabbed a couple of them. Uh, pretty impressed what? with them. Playing, I'm shooting them the rest of the season. What's the uh, what's the weight of those guns? Uh, they're like 47 ounces, so they're about the same as a Shadow Two. It's just more weight back in the hand. Hmm. Interesting. They're basically balanced right at the like where the beaver t- or not the beaver tail where the uh, trigger guard intersects the front of the grip. Mm, that's a, that's better than on the front of the muzzle. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Especially shooting nine okay. millimeter. Those are cool. I mean, that those would be a, like those are guns I like. I'd just like to have in my collection, uh, just to have. Yeah. I mean, don't. I, I mean, if I had the money to do it, I would just buy them. But it'd be one I'd I'd like to have. It's just money. Make make an extra gun. Sell two more guns this mm. year. Yeah. Yeah. I could take it out of the kids' college fund. That'd probably be fairly responsible. Mm-hmm. Well, let's be honest. We've seen some of the pictures you posted. Odds of both of your kids going to college, pretty slim. It's real it's real low. <laughs> I won't I probably won't even encourage it. Uh, actually that's the problem is like I want to save like I want to have a fund for them for after high school. Whether that like if it's college is college, but if the if they want to go to Montana and be a fly fishing guide or you know something like that, like I want to like have something for them. But like if they're not going to like if it's not a college fund to be used for college, like those investments are so much harder to get. Um, <laughs> like they're like you just can't you can't get good investments other than just making some sort of outside investment versus 
these college funds that you can kind of start that, uh, that, yeah, everything is set up so that to, to force kids to think they need to go to college. And for some stuff you do need to, some stuff you do not. But yeah. Anyway, that kind of covers the new guns. It's, uh, it's about half wanting to play with something different and just, uh, you know, half of one of the bigger magwell in the gun. If I was shooting a shadow and like, and I wanted to compete seriously, uh, the magwell would be enough for me to go to that. Mm-hmm. And, and it sounds like it's probably close enough. Like if you already have a shadow two and you're wanting to pick up like a second gun, you could pick one of those up and, and switch between the two of them and, you know, use your shadow two for practice, use that for matches and probably be okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, personally, I want two guns that are identical. That's just me. Uh, they're, they're close enough. Like I can shoot one and shoot the other one. It's not going to make a big difference. Um, yeah, my limited guns are they're not they're not identical and it it's no big deal to switch. They, they're close enough that it, it's not yeah, a big deal. Probably the hardest part is like the the grip dimensions are going to be a little bit different between the two, so if you're Oh, they are. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, cuz it's made around P10 mags, so it's going to be a little bit wider, which hmm. is something I do like on it. Fits my hand a little bit better. Um the hard part there is though you're pretty limited on grip choices right now. You Pretty much have the uh, VZ grips that CZ Custom offers or the uh, lock bogies, which I've got the CZ Custom grips on it right now, and I'll probably order some uh, of the lock grips this week. Hmm. Interesting. All yes. right. Uh, I went to the range today, which is cool. Uh, I haven't – I have not shot live like a practice session in, I don't know, two or three weeks. Uh, so it was good. I, I kind of, I'm trying to remember if I've done, I don't know if I've done this drill and this, I think I have done it before. I have done it before, but it's maybe my favorite drill as of right now. Um, and it's basically set up, uh, open today. I had like an open turtle at like 15 yards and then a, a dot. I use just duct tape because it's like I can just slap. I can just tear off a piece of duct tape. It's the right width. It's basically the right size. I can just put that on a target like black duct tape. And so just draw two on the paper, two on the dot, and then two on the paper, and then two on the dot. So it's eight rounds. And like you're not looking for overall time is not a consideration. My timer died on like my first string, so I, I really couldn't pay attention to overall time. But you can look at your kind of like your splits on the on the far target and your draw time. Um, I, for me, I don't want to worry about time on the the dot or the the duct tape, whatever you want to call that part, because that I, that is just a hit it like it's at ten yards. Yeah. It's it's a it's a tough target to hit, and so that is just a I don't care what time it is. I just want you to hit it. Um, and then at fifteen, it's. It, you're basically running. You're doing a doubles drill, so you're you're splitting basically as hard as you can, um, and then just trying to trying to keep it. I mean, really, for me, like trying to make sure I like some Charlies are fine. I don't have to have all A's shooting major. I I don't want to see deltas. Obviously, don't want to see misses. But some Charlies, I'm okay with, um, and it's a good observation drill uh, as far as mm-hmm. seeing what you're what you're doing um is your recoil control good at speed 
Is your trigger control and recoil control good whenever you're shooting precision? And then also just that transition from fast to slow, like that is like, that's the hardest transition to make in our sport, I think. And so I liked it. Um, it was, it was really good. That's all I did today was just that I'll probably do that for a couple more practice sessions this week just to kind of get back into, yeah. into shooting the gun, make sure I'm not trying to run around and do a whole bunch of stuff for my fundamentals are kind of back up to running. Um, mm-hmm. So there were, I had a couple observations from it. Um, the, actually the first observation was a little bit actually from watching like a bunch of Christians, uh, videos and like his stance is so aggressive. I mean, like, like forward leaning, yeah. like extremely aggressive stance. And I mean, he does it with, with every gun that he shoots and yeah. I tend to stand fairly upright. Even if I, even if I kind of crouch down, like it's not so much always like a forward crouch. It's more just a, just going down so that I can move better, but it's not necessarily like leaning forward into it. And so really kind of been, well, haven't done that much training, but it was really trying to focus on, on having that forward lean, really aggressive stance. And, and then also like I talked about a little bit, a couple of podcasts ago about making sure I extend my full extension on my arms and not, not having a real big bend in them, um, which is, that's an experiment still at this point, but I'm, I'm kind of messing with it. And, and that was good. Like that, that seemed to like, I mean, I was, I was railing pretty hard at that 15 yard target. And I mean, the sights were fairly predictable uh, and straight up and down, um, which is good. Um, the other thing that I noticed, like I got about like halfway through, like I kind of started off as actually was shooting kind of okay. Uh, and then it kind of got, it kind of started getting like real squirrely. Like this is like, mm-hmm. like, it was real bad for, for a few mags. Uh, and I started getting mad and it was like, there's a, uh, there's a guy I follow on Instagram that is, uh, it's golfing related. And I think some of his stuff's a little bit ridiculous, but his, his big thing is, is like our mental approach that we take, like to our hobbies and stuff like this um, are that like when you're so hard on yourself all the time, like you're not helping yourself, like give yourself like some leeway, like, Hey, you're going to screw up. Um, Because even the man, even the pros talking about golf, like even the pros screw up, like they still shank shots. Like they still almost miss, like miss the ball sometimes like that. That still happens to even those guys. Um, and when I play golf, like I'm a, I'm a much better than average golfer. Like I'm single digit handicap, which is, I, I mean, I don't have a, a real handicap, but I, if I was, it'd be a single digit. Um, and like, but when I play golf, like I am very much like when I screw up, like I just like, okay, yeah, that's just part of it. Like you just, I just kind of deal with it. And it's like, yeah, that's just part of it. Like you're just going to do that. And when yeah. I thought about that after I was screwing up a bunch in practice and I was like, I kind of thought about like, why am I so much easier on myself when I'm playing golf than why I am shooting? Like, I don't, like, I don't, why am I able to do that? And so I kind of just tried to, to switch a little bit to, yeah, quit trying to like, you're going to, you're going to throw some deltas and some mics, especially in practice like this. Like it's just going to happen. So don't be hard on yourself. Don't try to force it to not be there. 
And when I made that mental switch, it was almost immediately from that run on, like everything, like the groups and everything just like sucked down in like way Hmm. tighter, way better. Um, So like if there's people that are kind of in their shoes, like with like I am a little bit and tend to be hard on yourself and force your like force stuff and, and, you know, have some results that don't match maybe your effort into it. Uh, like maybe part of that is just like give yourself some leeway to screw up um, and just kind of accept that, hey, like mistakes are going to happen a little bit. Um, doesn't mean you have to be happy with them, but maybe just try to let them go if yeah. possible. Yeah, for sure. I think – I don't think I've really struggled with that that much, but I do have the sessions that, that bother me are the sessions where I come out and like nothing goes right. It's like, like everything is going wrong. I can't hit anywhere close to what, what I was hitting last time or something, but, but yeah, I think I've always had the, the mindset of like the mistakes are going to happen. And what's, I even kind of noticed that from, like early on in my shooting, like a year or two in, is that I would mm-hmm. go out and I think I've mentioned this before, like I would push speed really hard in practice. Like I know I was never really someone who trained like match pace or anything like that for the first two or three years probably. But then when I would shoot a match, like the match pace just happened. Uh, and I, like, I don't really have an explanation for that. I don't know how that worked. And it, and it always surprised even me like that. I would go out, practice, throw mics everywhere, push hard. And then when I'd shoot a match, like it would just be way freaking better. And I don't really know why. Um, hmm. It's just, yeah, it, would, it was just like a self-regulation kind of deal. Like I just knew I couldn't miss and it'd slow down and, and it would work out, but I, I didn't really have like a methodology for it. Um, Let's see kind of building on what you said though like you know yeah you're going to shoot some deltas and mics in practice like if you're not ever shooting deltas or mics in practice you're probably not pushing hard enough yeah to make oh, any yeah. real gains which i don't get too concerned about if i shoot a delta or mic especially if i see what happened it, it can be aggravating when you're like man those sites look good on that target why is there a mic over here like where the <laughs> hell did that second shot go yeah that's that's when it's aggravating oh like, yeah when Whenever, whenever you do a transition, you you lose the wrong spot. You swing too wide. And you shoot too Charlie right on the CD line. It's like if you saw what happened, then you're learning. When you yeah. don't, when you when you swing across the target and you're like, oh, that was good, and you get over there and it's a Charlie on each side of the A zone. It's like, okay, yeah, there was a there was a mistake there, and I didn't see it. Yeah, yeah, those are always fun. When, like you shoot, like you set up like a stage and you run a stage, and like before you've looked at the target, you're thinking. I like your time was good. Maybe you've run it a couple times and your time was good. And you're like, and I burned that down. Everything felt good. And then you go score it. There's like, <laughs> like a couple of misses that are just like, uh, Nope. Don't know where those were. <laughs> you, you, you shoot long enough. You're going to, you're going to have a target where you're like, you know, or, or a stage where you're like, Oh yeah, that was good. And then you're like, I have no idea how that mic happened. Like, yeah. I did not see that mic happening. Like those shots look good behind the gun. Like yeah. where the hell did that go? It's it's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. Pull it. It's a double. <laughs> That's right. 
Um, okay. We needed to do like a rapid fire here. So I put in the Discord when we started recording that we were recording. Uh, if anybody had yeah, anything. I saw some, to... uh, saw some great questions coming up there. <clears throat> yeah. So we're, n- we're not going to like discuss these. We're going to rapid fire these. Okay. Um, okay. We'll, we'll discuss actually submitted questions per the podcast questions channel, but we will rapid fire these. Um, also, what are you guys drinking tonight? Well, I was having uh, water, but as you can see, I kind of ran dry. Uh, I have water, too. Uh, I do drink water um, in my Pioneer Woman glass. Just yeah, so you people, do. That's a cool glass. Uh, oh. But then I do have some uh, Remus Repeal 5, which is uh, MGP. It's their own own product. It's re- actually really good. Hunter Proof, uh, bottled and bond. Jeff could even drink it. Uh, it's yeah, really good. good. They're, they're – Remus Repeal 6 is coming out in September. It's released in September this year. So it's like it's like a it gets released once a year. Um, so if, if 6 is as good as 5 then it'll be well worth picking up. About a like $75 bottle if it's for retail. Around 60 60 to 75 I think. It's about retail on it. So not crazy expensive. Nice. I did have a can of Buffalo Sweat Vanilla Stout though for dinner. Buffalo Sweat. Mm-hmm. Beer. It's made by uh, Free State Brewery. So, or Buffalo Sweat Vanilla Bean Stout. Sorry, it's very good. This doesn't seem like a like a appetizing name. For it's a, great. Uh, for a I'll, beer, I'll try to bring you one to Area Three. Okay. I'll try <laughs> it. Area Three is going to be crazy. I I just hope we don't have the heat we've had here lately. It was like every day I trained. Right. Uh, I trained on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We're not shot each day, and I don't think I think Sunday was the only day where the like heat index was slightly below a hundred. It was like ninety three. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah, it was it's pretty been, miserable. It's been crazy hot here. Yeah, crazy heat. And where Jeff's at too, we got the same yeah. weather. Yeah, did you get that one day last week that like the forecast was like one ten was what the forecast yeah. was? I, it was kind of like overcast to, and but... it was like overcast and rainy today. Like I walked outside to go to the other building for a meeting, and I was like, "Man, I kind of wish I'd brought a jacket." Like it's seventy three outside; it feels cold. It's been so hot lately. <laughs> oh, geez, that's seventy three. No, like we've been the whole month of July has been triple digits. Like there's been a couple days that it's like 99, but otherwise it's triple digits every day. It's it's been a crazy hot summer for us this year and dry. Yeah. Yeah. So after I ran that like obstacle course 5K deal a few weeks back. Yeah. And I left my old shoes. Here's like my old shooting shoes. I don't wear them much anymore, but I ran that race in them. I left them in the bed of my truck, which is covered Mm. um, for you know the month. And when I pulled them out, like the the soles just like peeled right off. <laughs> oh, <laughs> just like, gosh. yeah, it was hot. They got hot. Wow. Uh-oh. All right, we got questions. Yeah, let's, let's do it. Okay, so first one from Mr. C Class Legend himself. 
How about you guys not shooting any majors? I just shot with him like two weeks ago. I think he's talking to me and Jeff. I know. Uh, I mean, yeah, I've got one major left. I got area three, and then that's the end of my shooting season with nationals. Uh, what happened mm. with nationals and not going to that. So, uh, C class legend, some of us have kids. We like little and little kids, and that makes it harder. It's just a stage of life. It's just harder to like shooting eight or nine matches in a year. Like, that's just, that's not feasible. That's just, that's probably not the best choice to do for my marriage at this point. How do you know your wife doesn't like you being gone? Oh, she'd be fine if I was gone if I took the kids with me. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she'd be fine with that. Right. Uh, if I'm gone, that means she has the kids by herself, and that's not so much. Uh, mm-hmm. That's not. That was not something that that she's going to want to do every weekend. It's not that she doesn't like love her kids, but doing it, yeah. handling them on your own, is not always fun. Plus, I don't know about your kids, but and I only have one kid. But she behaves much better when I'm around. So yeah, yeah. When uh, I when I leave town, uh, things things may get kind of wild. Yeah, yeah. That can. Uh, I mean, my wife is my wife will. She doesn't take crap. Like she will discipline them, but her leash yeah. is a bit longer than mine is. Uh, for yeah, sure. Same. Same. Yeah. So, yeah, I can relate to that. Um, yeah, and me not shooting majors, dude. Yeah, the, the, the economy right now, how expensive everything is. Well, okay, I mean, I'm, like, that, like, it actually is legit. Like, like how much it costs just to drive to a match? Like, just, I mean, yeah. like, plus with ammo costs where they are at, like, like, it actually is. I mean, used to, like, I would go shoot majors, and if it was, like, under an eight-hour drive – and I could like shoot a one day match. Like I didn't hardly worry about cost, like because it it was so cheap. It was like yeah. less than a hundred dollars in gas, and you find a cheap hotel. And match fees back then were like a hundred. An expensive one was like one twenty five or something like that. Um, well, like you could get in and out of a major for like less than three hundred bucks, pretty easy. I think in most areas, you're for the average USPSA shooter. A local is going to cost them a hundred dollars to shoot these days, or close to it. And you take uh, close to a two hundred round match, thirty cent around factory nine millimeter ammo, you know, for something a gallon gas, twenty or thirty dollar match entry, like that all adds up in a hurry. Yeah, yeah. It's, I would uh, say any of the any of the locals that I attend, other than the ones like in Ada. Like if I drive to a local, yeah, it's it's costing me over a hundred dollars for sure. Yeah. All right, next one. Um, but yeah, other than just like the economy and stuff, like I normally only shoot like five majors a year, so I'm shooting three yeah. this year. I was going to shoot four with nationals, but that didn't happen. I might throw in another one, but I'm not guaranteeing it. Jeff, I'm going to make Jeff go to Puerto Rico, and he's going to have to take his wife with him. Are you going? Yeah. I'm That'd pretty sure fun. I'm going to go. I'm planning on it too. If we, I, you, is it announced yet? Um, yes. It is? Okay. Yeah, I okay. think registration opens in September. 
I'm uh, I'm planning on going. It's gonna be a busy month because I'll go straight from uh, get shot show one week, uh, Phoenix the following week for work, and then Puerto Rico. So it'll be a busy three weeks. Yeah, I asked my wife if she wanted to go to Puerto Rico, and it was like, uh, "Yep." So that's like, okay, I'm gonna yep. shoot a match, and we'll go. And you can sit on the beach while I, and drink umbrella drinks while I shoot the match. And other yep. like yep. Bob, I'm gonna try to I'm, Bob and Billy. I'm pretty sure are gonna go. And J- Nils and Jessica may go. I don't. I probably shouldn't put that sell it that they're gonna go, but I think they they might. If Bob and Billy go, I think I can talk Jessica into going. Uh, Jessica will go. Maybe she'll leave Nils behind. Yeah, yeah. A few fun. people to ask. A few people had asked on that too. I think someone in the Discord asked, but like flying to Puerto Rico with guns is just like flying anywhere in the U.S. with guns. Like it's no big deal. Same TSA you're used to. Same procedures. Yeah. Cool. So, should should be fun. Um, opinions on the presidential election? I'm guessing the USPSA presidential election. Uh, okay. At this point, I'm just completely tired of the. The drama and shooting, so I won't be <laughs> sad when it just like gets over and we can, you know, get back to it. Hmm. Uh, I don't think we have a great choice at this point, and uh, by the time they actually get to take office, like they have like a year or less uh, for this special election to finish out the current term, and then we will be having another election here again really soon. So, oh god. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No great options. Um, I don't. I don't have anything really positive to say about it. I'm sorry. That's pretty bleak. But yeah, whatever. I guess the positive is it'll be a short term. Then uh, this next question is a little bleak as well. Future plans if USPSA implodes and thoughts on what could replace it. I don't think USPSA will go anywhere anytime soon. I mean, obviously, it's always a possibility if, you know, poor management could slowly kill it out over a long-term period of time, but I don't think it's going anywhere. If something did happen, something else would take its place. Like, obviously, USPSA has, like, the charter for IPSC in the U.S., so, you know, there's IPSC's not just going to come be a thing, but there would be a similar sport would develop or a lot of people would probably jump over to IDPA. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be that surprised if there, if somebody here or is even currently thinking about trying to start a, a, a sport that's pretty similar uh, to compete with USPSA to be a different option. Um, and I don't think that would necessarily be a bad thing. Uh, I think it would be a tough, it would be tough to surplant them even, even as bad as stuff has been. And the, the IPSC charter that Sasquatch mentioned is actually a big part of that. Um, I know I know a lot of people that don't really care about IPSC at all, um, but that does that does play a fairly big effect into our sport, um, mm-hmm. even if well, even my, if you don't ever want to shoot IPSC. My point on it is just like, it's not like I can't just go start up a club and just shoot IPSC. Like, it's still involved in USPSA if you're in the U.S. So right. you can't just like, oh... We're just going to host Ipsic matches instead. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't, but like, I guess the hypothetical, like, okay, if it, if it does implode, uh, Mm -hmm. what could replace it? 
Oh, I thought there was a question on what would you do if it... Oh, I guess I kind of read that. I guess I read that question. All I thought it said, what would you do if it imploded? I did the same yeah, thing. Yeah, you know, it says future plans if USPSA Oh, future implodes. plans. Okay, yeah. Oh. Um, I, I don't know that I would shoot IDPA because it's... I just can't... I can't deal with it. Um... I would probably get into like NRL 22, uh, PRS 22, and then probably PRS matches and stuff like that as well. Maybe shoot some steel challenge then uh, to, to still shoot handguns. Even though I guess that's owned by USPSA. But NRL 22 would be high on the list. and Or I'd probably shoot like sporting clays. I just don't think I could get serious enough about sporting clays though to do it mm. seriously. No, I can I couldn't do it with sporting clays. Um, me, honestly, if USPSA imploded and vanished and there were no more like san- sanctioned club matches and like the, the competition aspect of it ceased to exist, I'd, I don't know. I'd probably go do something else. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I got into shooting for the competition. Like I wasn't really into shooting and, and guns before. USPSA uh, shooting is not something I really did. Uh, so yeah, I'd probably go do something else. I'd work on my Jeep or yeah, something Fly else. Fly fishing man. looks like it'd be fun. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not like super tied to shooting. It's not uh, not something I have like a deep history in or anything. I need to keep doing. So yeah, I would definitely fly fish and hunt a lot more. And then probably play. I would get the competitive side from probably go to golf. Maybe start playing tennis again. Uh, I I do really enjoy tennis. I'd probably maybe start playing that again. I think there's yeah. local leagues and and tournaments and stuff like that that you can go to. That probably yeah. I'd probably try uh, to find another do. another avenue for competition. Um, yeah. I don't know what that would be. Probably some sort of fitness related thing i wouldn't be very good at it because i'm i'm not very strong and i have terrible endurance but i would try get hurt all the time yeah i mean i get hurt all the time anyway um why you guys hate pcc so much pcc is awesome pcc is great there you go it's my favorite division in it is great in standalone pcc matches it has zero business being in the same match as handguns. That's that is the that's the rub. Like it it has influenced our stages, our stage designs. Um, like it's like it influences how people are RO'd because like the ROs have to, yeah. have to like worry about trying to pick up shots and stuff like that. Um, yeah. And like PCC just does not belong. This is a handgun sport. We're shooting handgun. Like we're shooting stages designed around handguns, our sports designed around handguns, and you're shooting a rifle at that. Um, so that's the dumb part. It's my favorite division. If I couldn't hit anything with a pistol, I would definitely bring a rifle to the pistol match. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if you if you suck at shooting, then PCC is a good place to go. But really, what what Jeremy kind of hit the point though. Uh, the biggest problem with PCC is it was shoehorned into our sport extremely poorly, which is why a lot of the issues with it exist. You know, the it didn't fit as it was. And so then you got new range commands. You have 
know, stage design stuff changing, and it was basically just a free for all. It's like, hey, here's a rifle, like put as many optics and lasers and dots and mags on it as you want. It's just, I don't know. It didn't make sense to add. It is certainly, I don't think it's benefited the sport in any regard. Uh, as a standalone thing, a PC match would probably be a lot of fun. Yeah, I would. I would agree with that. Um, but if you're challenging a PCC correctly, like with their shooting, you're destroying somebody that's shooting an iron. A, definitely an iron-sided handgun. Uh, they're just they're just getting ripped a new one. So yeah, sorry. Uh, if you identify as a PCC shooter, then. Well, <laughs> You might have some other questions you need to answer. Yeah, and I, I'm pretty much in the same boat. Like, I, I really don't have a problem with PCC. I just have a problem with PCC influencing the sport. And, like, a major problem with uh, the way we framed nationals this year. Because it's going to yeah. suck. I guarantee you. It's going to suck for somebody. Guarantee it. Yep. Not ideal. Uh, but that's it. Yeah, like I don't, I don't hate PCCs. I have zero interest in PCCs. Like I, that seems like the most boring shit I can think of. But but if you want right, to shoot, let's it, I get don't through care. these to get through these quicker. Let's go. Like one person answers each one. All right. Okay. I'll ask the next question: nine millimeter and single stack. Tons of fun or production hider? Go, Jeff. Who? Okay, Jeff's Anna answer that. Oh, oh, okay. Nine millimeter in single stack, tons of fun or production hider. What does that mean, production hider? You're trying I, to win a division without actually shooting production, oh. since it's basically like shooting a production gun. Oh, um, no, I mean, tons of fun. I don't think they're production hiders. Production is a single stack hider. That's what's that's what's going on. That's exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> why should Jeff dig deep and fly to I want Sasquatch to answer this why should Jeff dig deep and yeah. fly to Area 7 to rack up that area win in production it's in Maine but by the way you should go there because you've never been there and it's not that expensive you can make more money tomorrow stop being poor exactly Jeff's rolling in the money from all the there people that have joined Discord there are Patreons in the Discord so yeah. just Turn your uh, Bitcoin miner on back there and, and catch yeah. some more Bitcoins, and then you'll be able to pay for the trip. Still going. I bet it's like in a Bitcoin, week it would pay going. for your flight. Yeah. Definitely. I've noticed flights are getting cheaper. I mean, you know, the $400 flight is only $600 now. Yeah. Okay, Jeremy, you get to answer. What's your guys' opinion on limited carry optics as a provisional division? We're both answering this. Jeremy, go first. No, I have not just heard Jeremy. of a single person request <laughs> a new division of limited carry optics. Like, I don't know how stupid you have to be to think that, like, this is what we need. A new division because we don't have enough. We don't we can't run enough nationals at this point. We need more nationals matches. Uh, so let's make a whole new division that is I don't know if they're going to make it major or minor. I don't know what that. I've, I've heard like maybe it's major. So then you basically have an open gun without a comp, but it's, you're going to, it's going to be open shooters or it's, if it's minor, then it's, it is a CO gun. Like it's like this, it's an exact duplicate of that division. Uh, like I, I don't that if they do that, then like, that's where I'm starting to, that's where I'm really like, I'm already questioning the board, but that's where I'm really like, 
how like you guys have got like how can y'all be this stupid because i have seen nobody <laughs> nobody ask for that like for a separate division have you has anybody else heard like asked for that i think you bring up the best point there it's like a small minority of people have been asking for single action carry optics so this would be like from what i've heard what the people are asking is basically like they want to take a 40 cal limited gun and just put a dot on it and call it a new division. So it's like it's completely different than what people have, what a handful of people have asked for. Right. Uh, like it. It also it also kills like it would kill limited. Like people would be like, oh well, what's the point of shooting iron sights if I can have a dot like everyone else? Uh, yeah, I. That if they do that, then like that shows like, like if you haven't been proven that they are inept uh at their at their job of being bored like if they if they push this through from what i'm hearing then like you know all those people gotta go all those people are are not smart people i I just i don't i don't see what it adds to our sport in any regard yeah it, it doesn't make any sense at all so probably a good probability of it happening Right, yeah, it's it makes it makes zero sense. So there's that's the best chance. Like that's very likely that it will happen because it makes no sense. Mm. That guy got me. That got me heated up, man. I don't know who, oh, who that is, but I, could, I, I don't tell. have anything to add to that. All right, I'll ask the last question, Jeremy. Would you consider working on a non-U.S. made 1911? Um. Well. I mean, I, I guess if it's, if it's quality, like there's some, like, I mean, a lot of Springfields are made in Brazil. Uh, so I've, I've worked on those. So I guess my answer would be yes. Um, would you work on a rock Island? Not like, not like a full build. Like, no, I've, I've not worked on one in the shop. Um, it's, it's pretty fair to say, though, for a full, like a full build, you're going to want to start with a Colt just because it has the pony on the side, right? Generally speaking, I mean that's that's what most customers, yeah, they they want that like that, and that's just like that's there's not a great reason for it other than like Colt has the most history with those guns, uh, and that is the industry standard. Like that is what people grew up looking and like seeing like when people first started customizing 1911s, they were customizing Colts. And so then like, that's just, that's just the history of the industry. And so that's what, that's what people want. Um, There is a certain, I mean, like it's, it's kind of like, do you want like, do you want to take an older retro car and like fix it up really awesome? Like it's really cool or just build a kit car. That, that probably outperforms it quite frankly uh, everything's straighter and easier um, like is it is it cooler to have an old actual cobra car or to have a cobra kit car like which one's cooler well exactly. most people would say the cobra the real cobra car is cooler um, even if it doesn't maybe as perform as well okay so as far as full builds go full build would you full build a Kimber Mm, no, because of their Schwartz style safety. I do know, like uh, Chuck Rogers has built several off of Kimbers, 
Um, and he likes them fine. Their holes tend to be pretty straight. Uh, it's just their Series 80 Swartz firing pin block is kind of weird. And I haven't messed with them enough. Um, like the Colt Series 80 is is fine. Like I can tune that. Uh, I go and like heat heat the arms and, and bend them and stuff and make them make them disengage really easily. And, and at that point, it's only a pain just as far as disassembly and cleaning um, for that Series 80. So the Colt system is is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, the Swartz is a little bit different. That's the one that like the grip safety activates it, right? I believe so. Yeah. Would you full build a SIG nineteen eleven Max? No. External <laughs> extractor. I'm not. I don't mess with those. Would you full build a llama? That's not even a nineteen eleven. Close enough. No, I would not build a Taurus. Uh, what else would I not build on? Like, there's lots that I wouldn't build on. What about that new one that people are buying? The uh, what is it? The it starts with a T, doesn't it? The bull armory. Cheap. No, would you full build a bull? I haven't had one of those in the shop. I, like the the bull. The problem is like when you buy a bull or even a Kimber, like there's so much that's already done to it that like you're having like I'm having to spend a lot of time just going back and adding metal because it's already cut for stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to do that a lot of times on on Colts and Springfields anyway, but uh, like that's kind of so that's kind of a problem with one of those. Like if you want a gun built, like you need you really kind of want to be in that mil spec type gun because that creates less work for the Smith. Yeah, well, a a base Colt is what like an eight hundred dollar gun today or nine hundred dollars or something. Yeah, I mean I don't watch those super close they i mean they obviously kind of shot up when everything shot up here recently um so i like a lot of them were in like got up to like a thousand dollars a couple years ago it was like seven eight hundred bucks you could buy a colt really easily um and i i just not i'm not a gun broker that often to check that stuff so i don't know what they're currently going for but 800 should get you one yeah basically long story short you're you're talking building a four or five eight thousand dollar gun whatever there's not really much point to try to save two hundred dollars right correct that's not the question the question is would you do it he already answered that part would you work on a t-sass the t-sass yeah t-i-s-a-s what about dan oh dan wesson good enough t-sass is that what it is t-sass I'm pretty sure it's Tesis. Yeah, I mean, I, I those call are it cheap. Tesis. I don't know. They are super those cheap. Are cheap. Uh, there's probably a reason for that. Uh, the Dan Wessons, Dan Wessons are great. Um, they have good components in it. Like those are, like those are the like if you if you want to get into a gun, uh, like a 1911 that that's outfitted well, uh, has good components in it. Like the Dan Wessons, probably the best way to go. I like them. I think Jeff needs to buy a second one so that he has a matching pair when he returns the single stack. I think that's going to be on his Christmas list this year. Yeah, it should be. Hey, I just need... think of all the money you're saving by not going to Nationals. You could buy that gun. There you go. The money you would have spent to go to Nationals will almost buy that gun for you. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong, but yeah. All right, what else we got? 
Those are our rapid um, fire. We... Um, Shooter's Let's... Connection. Tell me about Shooter's Connection, Jeremy. Uh, Shooter's Connection is awesome. They sponsor like a bajillion matches for our sport. And like that alone should make you want to go. Like when you buy stuff, that, sh- that alone should make you want to go buy from them because they do put a ton back into the sport. Um, and they have like the nice thing is like you if you need something for our sport – they have it uh like almost guaranteed like they're gonna have it so yeah go buy from shooters connection they're awesome fast shipping good products good prices on stuff like they're not they're not trying to gouge anybody so yeah go use and, them. use our link yeah and someone was giving me crap in the discord because of their uh because i said search function function so many times because they oh, have a great yeah. search function. They do. They do. Like I. Yeah, you like yeah, type I, stuff in. It brings up pictures. It brings up like all the categories, suggestions. It's a great search function. Search function. Search function. Search function. Thank you, Shooters Connection. Yes. Good job. Okay. Do you guys want to hit another question? Yeah. Let's do one all more. Right. Pick one. Sixty minutes. Sixty-one minutes right here. We'll do Go. one more quick one. A quickie? Yep. Do you want me to pick a quickie or you just want to do the next one in line? Next one in line. What non-shooting gear do you find essential for long matches? Did we already answer that? For long matches. All right. If Basically I majors. One- Yep, if I had to pick one piece of gear that I always take with me to majors that is not shooting or not for, like, the shooting portion of it, it's my walk stool. It's basically a classable three-legged stool that's pretty comfortable and not, like, super short. I knew Jared was going to say that. It's the, it's so the best I. 100 bucks I've ever spent. Actually, I don't even think I bought it. I think it was a Christmas gift. Yeah, I've got one, too. They're good. They're solid. They're beefy. If Sasquatch can sit in and not break it, you know they're going to last for like forever for any mortal human. Mm-hmm. Um, non-shooting related, like I try not to carry much stuff in my bag that's not shooting related. Um, can I just can I say uh, trail mix? Yeah, and can I say that I like the ones that I what I discovered because I think it was maybe is that the Missouri the Ozarks match that we were at, like Jeff and I were at Walmart and I was trying to find like Walmart has their own, like it comes in a pink bag trail mix that I really like. Like it has like some dark chocolate in it and it, like it's not too many raisins. You know, you get some trail mix and it's like, it's like half a bag of raisins and it's, I don't want that. Uh, like, so like it's a good mix, but they didn't have it like in a big bag. They just had it in little bags. I was like, I don't want that, but that was all they had. So I got it. And then once I was on the range and like your hands are covered in like pro grip and lead and stuff from loading mm-hmm. mags and whatnot, like actually discovered, I loved the private, the little individual bags because you just rip it open and you can eat one a stage and like, you don't have like an open bag that you're having to deal with. Is it going to get anywhere? You're not touching your, your food with, with your hand. Uh, it's easy to share with other people if you want to. So. That's my non-shooting related thing I like. Yeah. And a hydro flask. Yeah. Yeah, so like one of the main things I like to have is a big 
like insulated water container. Mm. Um, I actually don't even mind not having a big one, like just having an insulated water container that I can put a fresh bottle in on each stage. I really like doing that too. So maybe the water container, maybe chapstick. It's kind of an essential winter or summer. Yeah, there's there's not a lot. There's just like really just like the basics, it's like, you know, water, sunscreen protection, whatever you're going to use for your lips or sun protection, towel. But Gore-Tex rain jacket. I, I never don't go to a match with at least a Gore-Tex rain jacket. Rain jacket's important. I found having an umbrella in the car. If you're driving to the match is uh, also well worth having. Okay. Yeah, I, I do that. have one. I don't. I, I don't usually use an umbrella, but I have a. I always have, at least a Gore-Tex rain jacket, and oftentimes pants as well. I don't. You don't have a rain jacket at all. Nope. Oh, you okay. Need to get that. One more question. All right, last because one. Because I like this question. My friends have been shitting on my socks. What are the proper socks? Brand, color, length for USPSA matches? It's a great question. Answer it. Okay. Me? My pre- I'll, I'll go with my preference. Okay. Same socks I wear every day, all year. It's the only kind of socks I have are black, darn tough, quarter height, wool, hiking socks. All I wear. Year round. Don't care if it's 100 degrees outside or 30 degrees. Do you sleep in socks? No. No. It's just curious. Those are not cheap socks. Um, no, nah, they're like 20 bucks a pair, I think. If they last a long time. Damn. 20 bucks a pair. 20 Holy bucks a man. pair? I, I think I'm so. not paying 20 bucks for six pairs. Yeah, no. Um, I... I do. I did convert to black socks. I don't know when that was. Probably like seven or eight years ago. I used to always wear white socks, and then I converted to black socks. And I think that's that's definitely the way to go. Um, mm-hmm. I just yeah. wear the Hanes Comfort socks, like from Walmart, right? Like yeah. I buy those, and then they have like some that are like ankle ankle socks that are super short, and those are no go because. You got to have socks that are long enough to cover all of the back of the heel of your shoe. Hmm. If your socks are too short for that, like that ain't going to work. You're going to rip a hole in the back of your shoe. You're going to get a blister on the back of your foot where your, your shoes rubbing against it. So get the shortest sock that still covers all of the, all of that, all of your shoe. That's what I say. And then I, I wear- say, Jared is at least smart in that like you get one style of sock and you just buy a bunch of that sock. Because my yep. wife, every single sock she owns is different. Right. And it's like, so then you go to do laundry or even my kids, like they buy them like all these like different socks with dinosaurs and robots and stuff yeah. like that on it. My kids socks, I, when I dress them, which is most mornings, I just grab two socks out of the drawer. I don't care if they, what they look like, like they're all different mm-hmm. every day. Because uh, I'm not going to sit there and go through and match them up. I ain't got time I for that. I also do that. I grab two socks out of the drawer, and they're always matching. That's right. That's the way to go. I do not put socks on my kid. She wears <laughs> sandals or shoes without socks. Seriously? Ugh. Yeah. 
yeah, we don't do socks. Um, but for USPSA, I do wear socks. Uh, just black socks. Uh, I don't have a brand. Usually the cheap ones. Black no-show usually. Not like the like extreme no-show, right? Not the ones that just like barely hug your bottom of your foot, but like the next step up. Not ankle socks. The one in between. Uh, yeah, yeah, just black black socks. I don't I don't have a brand. I have like three or four different kinds, just from different Christmases and bargain deals. I see at Aldi or something like that. Uh, yeah, just black socks, man. That's it. That's the only. And the best argument for for black socks, in my opinion, is to go watch some videos of uh, Ben Steger shooting in his ankle. High white socks. <laughs> it cracks me up. Oh my god. That's like one of the first things I noticed when I saw him shooting. I was like, what the hell? It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you gotta go black. There's you definitely if you're not shooting in black socks, you're you're wrong. Like that's just you're just wrong. Yeah, I mean I suppose you could have some like special like sports socks like i've got a pair of i think they're like kubi socks from cycling like those work fine but yeah black socks work just fine you don't have to have a pair of people have to shit on your socks i do have a pair of cz logo like boot link socks i could wear those sometime too there were some of the factory sent us they wanted us to sell them they were like 30 dollars a pair thank you Nobody bought them, so I ended up with shocker. <laughs> shocker! Somebody didn't want to spend thirty dollars on a pair of socks. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you know that people get really upset when we talk over Jared. Have you noticed that? Oh, that's why I do it. <laughs> well, Jeremy was raised in Texas. Manners are not common there, so it's understandable. That that is not do you have, true. Do you, of do you have a response to that, Jeremy? Do I have a response to that? Like yeah, of, to yeah. what? To people in Texas not having manners, or no? Are people the getting accusations? Mad? The accusations of of you talking over Jared. Oh, I'm not worried about it. <laughs> it doesn't bother you. <laughs> Typical Texan only thinks about himself. Sometimes, sometimes you just gotta uh, like Sasquatch needs to stop, so you just start talking over him. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. Your your uh, your boy from Texas, uh, Brett Thomas, right? He's the production yep. guy down in your area. He came all the way up to my state match. Yeah, here in Kansas City. Yeah, Brett's a good shooter. Um, yeah, he shot well. He's a cool. He's a cool dude too. Uh, he was he was in the sport a long time ago, and then work and family kind of got him out of it. His kids got older. Uh, kind of moved up in his job, is my understanding. Now he's had, he's gotten back into it in the last couple of years. Um, so, yeah, he's 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 a solid solid shooter. Yeah, I shot with him at Dragon Skip. He's, he's doing real well. Yeah, cool guy too. Just just a really cool guy. Um, he used to be my dad's na- next door neighbor. But my dad, he still lives there. My dad moved to a different house. Cool guy. That's all I got, folks. I think that's a good ending point. All right. Thanks for listening. Uh, hit us up with questions. Join the Discord. Like that's, That is 
the Discord is the best way to interact. Um, and there's good, there's some, actually some pretty good content, training content, uh, drink content, uh, nonsense content. Like there's some good content in there, training stuff. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, if you, if you care about, I don't know, it's just a small community and I don't post anything on social media these days. Like I just completely quit, but I'm in the discord every day. So if you want to know what's up, that's where it's at. Yeah. Jared's never in there, but Jeff and hey, I, I try respond. To, I try to check it like every couple of days. Which means once every That's, other week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as often as I can. I'm sorry. I don't get often on there as you often. can. How often do when you his, play video games? When his World of Warcraft mm. uh, schedule allows him to get on. <laughs> when there's nobody else willing to play World of Warcraft, that's when he'll get on Discord. Well, uh, I don't play World of Warcraft. <laughs> Uh, but close enough. What is it? Uh, uh, it's Call of Duty Warzone. It's like a battle royal game. Oh, I, I mean, I've heard of Call of Duty. Is it different than World of Warcraft? Yeah, it's like a shooting game. Oh, <laughs> seems uh, the same. I actually same, same. don't. This time of year, I don't play a ton of Warzone, like or a ton of video games. Maybe, maybe a couple hours a week. Yeah. Wintertime, when it's cold and crappy outside and there's no shooting to be done, that's when I play video games. Just play the shit out of them, huh? Yes. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's it. See y'all next time. Oh, stop recording, damn it.